0: My name is Anshu Gupta, uh, founder of We work in uh, say 23 states of India with about uh, 900 people as a team. And the whole idea is that how do we use the second-hand or the uh, you know underutilized material of the cities right from cloth, utensil, footwear to furniture as a currency, as a reward for the rural development work. So on one part, we collect, segregate and all that, and convert it into family kits and all. On the other part, we take very large-scale uh, development work like making roads, repairing roads, building bridges, cleaning lakes ponds all kind of work and then instead of money people are rewarded in kind so that's like a that's like a typical uh, new currency so on one side it is it is the uh, you know you you get the traditional uh, strength of the world which is community labor or community work back, On the other side, it is also the revival of the traditional barter economy Mm -hmm. with two new currencies. So there is no beneficiary. Even the last person is paying in a currency called labor, and the person is rewarded in a currency called material or in kind. So it's a barter between labor and material, and money is for the logistics of it. That's the whole operation of PUNJ.
1: I'm really curious how you've progressed over the years. Like, we were talking a little bit about how you started quite small, but, you know, taking clothing locally. How have you progressed over say the last twenty years? Um and have you had any like major jumps or major stages that you look back as really important times?
0: Major disasters always became a biggest stepping stone. Uh, because that's mm. suddenly, you know, because we were we were dealing with and we didn't realize it to be honest. Mm. Because when, when and I think I was talking about it there also that when we started moon we said that uh, Poverty is one of the biggest disasters. So you don't don't need a disaster as disaster to support people. I mean, that was our basic, you know, when we when we started. But uh, later on, we realized that the moment a disaster happens, and we we tend to jump immediately, even without uh, knowing how to swim and how to climb the mountain. <laughs> but we we tend to jump because three things we have with us. One is the uh, very systemic approach around. Material and the giving that is something which is about strength. Second strength of ours is the logistics, and after every disaster, that is what is needed. How do we plug those logistics? And the third biggest strength we found was how do we build up the community relationships? So even without a disaster, we are continuously doing that. So we are actually sitting with those three important things which are needed to respond to the disaster. So immediately we used to jump and we used to do a very systemic job around disaster. And then we realized that the country has actually started trusting us so much and having so much of faith in us that even you know when the international agencies... So in, in disasters many countries do not have their own setup. Right. not only India, many <laughs> countries do not. And there are certain international agencies, they come and they do whatever you know they want to do through their lenses. And without even understanding the local context, they do it. So we became the first major agency in India that way. And uh, now, uh, every disaster, we are only growing big. So one, for sure, was the disaster. And second, I think, right from the beginning, we took, a, we took a lot of risk in terms of clothing. So yesterday only we were discussing that after, uh, because your question was around clothes. Mm.
1: So OK, but it's just the organization itself. Huh? Just the organization itself as well, like you started with clothes, but you've clearly expanded.
0: Yeah No, so right right from the beginning, uh, in terms of material, we were not only limiting ourselves to cloth, okay. we were very sure about it. We were collecting all kind of material. But today if you see the entire infrastructure and you only saw about I say, I say 20, 25 percent of daily infrastructure. Mm. We, have, we have 20 offices almost uh, 10, 12 big offices and many small offices also. Uh, so this is just 20 25% 30% of Delhi, what you just saw we have lot where the back end processing is happening so you will only see few shoes and the other shoes are happening somewhere else you will see some utensils but the washing of utensils is happening somewhere yeah. so we were very open right from the beginning but yes it is a skilled up and uh, yesterday only we were discussing that 2005 or something when the tsunami happened and uh, uh, we, we didn't I mean our, our budget, annual budget was not even 100,000 uh, USD, I mean no, uh, 100,000 uh, 100, USD, even our total uh, balance sheet. But we still took a risk and uh, went to uh, Tamil Nadu, Chennai, where the tsunami happened. And there was a wastage of about 100 trucks of undistributed clothing by the government. Because cloth always lies here and there. And we took over that and we, we worked on that. Without even having money and then we got money from somewhere. In Chennai. In Chennai. So you collected that clothing you Which was a wastage of yeah. the tsunami. Because a lot of material come to the government agencies okay. and even the private agencies. And they they have no mechanism to handle that kind of clothing. So even in, in Delhi suppose uh, you know, some collections are happening for disaster relief mm-hmm. and all by other agencies. They will pick up all the good material like, you know, dry ration and uh, crutches and everything, mm. all the leftover cloth will actually come to Munch. And that is true for the government agencies also. Like Kerala, recent flood. So, the entire uh, waste, entire material in terms of clothing which has gone to the government uh, district collectors and all, every single thing is now with us. Mm. We have taken up almost 15,000 square feet of space in Kochi, in Kerala. And that is where we are processing that material. So same goes for Tamil Nadu, I mean all the, all the material came to us and then we did that. So this was a wasted, uh, I, I can call it wasted, but ultimately people had given it for the yeah. tsunami-affected people, which was not distributed, and then we took over it. <coughs> Otherwise they would have sold it for a rupee or kg or something. Yeah. How
2: has your understanding of what you're doing evolved? Like, you just mentioned giving and just logist- like, how has it... Where have there been moments where you thought, we're doing this, and you realize that it was this
0: sort of... So, can I, you know, I think it is It is changing every day. I mean, you'll not believe, yesterday there was one uh, TV crew here, shooting on something, and they give a script, where. Uh, so I had to, at the end of the day, Right? Apart from my own thing, I had to speak that. And this was just few words and all that. And I just read it, I read it once, I read it twice. I said I don't even speak one single word out of it. Normally in my you know, in my conversation. So how do I really do that? So one of the things was haves and have nots. Hmm? And now that we must have used in our literature also. We must have used for sure. Right? Maybe till yesterday we must have used, or till a week back we must have. But now the realization is that how do you decide who has what? Who is have and who is have not. Mm. So the person who has two concrete buildings, that person is called have. The person who has two bamboo huts is called have not. But who is deciding? Mm. Ideally the person who has two huts also should come in the have category because for that person that is what is needed.
3: Mm. Yeah.
0: So I think I think very dynamically and very rapidly it is uh, changing. Some of the core values uh, didn't change. Um, the dignity part didn't change. Right from the beginning, we are worried about it. The matching the need part didn't change. Right from the beginning, we are worried about it. Valuing the wisdom of local grassroots and not using the word donor and beneficiary, not using the demeaning and. Pictures of naked kids and you know crying that since people. That's so since the beginning. If you pick up our old literature, also you will find. it. Uh, even today there are uh, you know I mean a lot of people don't know. I'll show you. I can show you some pictures. So the, the traditional picture is the if you give some sports material to say some kids. So every kid will be holding one material. You know one one will be holding a ball, a bat, mm-hmm. and then the and you or someone or the local people will go and take a picture right and we also have a lot of pictures in our record but we are so against that we always say that you want to uh, make a pose of children holding it or you want a picture where kids are playing with it so when the kids are playing with it that solves the that serves the purpose mm-hmm. not by holding bag like this mm-hmm. bat like this many times we do nah? we, we, we go yeah. and distribute chocolates on our birthday mm. for doing good in the society and then we ask all the children to hold chocolate like this and then we take a selfie that's the most common thing which I see with so many friends doing it mm. so we we wouldn't have done that kind of stuff but we, we must be taking those post pictures for sure mm. but we have not used and many times when it is gone in, gone in social media and all uh, because there are new team members and sometimes we make mistakes and. Uh, We actually repented like anything, then how can it happen? Mm. But in the the organization that becomes a talking point, Mm. how can you really showcase this uh, picture? Not that it is not gone, but the deliberate effort is that it should not go. But when the organizations grow, uh, you can keep your intact, lot of things intact, but it is going to many many more people, Mm. and and some mistakes you will make in the process. But these are are certain things which are, Largely, right? I and mean, even if you see some of our pictures, like if you see that picture uh, When we are talking about menstrual hygiene And the lady didn't want to suppose, you know, tell her identity. So we just We just opened it even in our communication about it. So her face is not there. How
2: early How early was it clear that menstrual hygiene was a problem that
0: this was solving? Was that from the beginning or was that...? Uh, So I will not say beginning, but literally immediately after that. Hmm. But we didn't know the gravity of it. Uh, For us it was something. We didn't know the issue. Um, The 2004-5, to be honest, after 4-5 years of work it started happening somewhere because till that time what was happening so i can say 199 to two, 2001 2002 you leave it i mean i don't remember whether we knew about it or not but then again another 2 years what we used to do is that when we used to give away clothes to people and we used to have this dialogue that if you have an oversized cloth uh, change it into that sanitary pad or use it as a sanitary pad in 2004 5 things started changing we started thinking about it uh, in a deeper way then, that I told you that a story near Agra happened when this lady said that her sister relative died uh, because of tetanus because she used a piece of blouse. Yeah. That became a little bit of a turning point. Then, uh, Chennai, we went off on the tsunami wastage. Um, so, we had about 100 trucks of material and we had about 45 50 women working with us. And we still have that picture where, uh, and it's, it's a language because it's a Tamil versus. Hindi or English what I speak. Mm. And I'm I'm almost the only men there because all are female. And we were also very these were very early days. But I remember drawing it on a piece of paper that this is how the sanitary pad we should make. Mm. And then we came up with lot of designs of sanitary pad with loop, without loop, because large number of women can't even afford an undergarment. So how do you really hold that? Mm. So we came up with a lot of things. <laughs> and one thing which has been very good about this entire effort is that uh, Uh, You know as I always say that this is one initiative where the uh, lab, the technician and the user is actually same. Hmm. Because all other products, user is someone different and then you give it to lab to test it. So we gave it to our 45-50 women and we gave a month or two because cycle has to happen. And we said you try to use it as a piece of cloth and then come back and tell us what are the issues. So they obviously came back with lot of things about the thickness, about the length, about the cotton, semi-cotton, it holds, it doesn't hold, all that kind of stuff. I think that became a learning point for us. Accordingly we changed. And uh, something which we uh, which we started with about 2 square feet cloth we used to put in that sanitary bed, now we are putting almost 4 square feet of cloth. So it is it's still changing. It is still changing. Okay. So that way I think we don't stick to a particular thing. Mm. Even our uh, reporting systems and all, we are certainly very finicky about it because the reports have to come. It's a, it's a it's a huge material which goes. But we are pretty open to talk to the partner organisations and understand their issues. That if the nearest post office is uh, you know is 40 kilometers, 60 kilometers away, and it, if it takes away two days just to send us a report, we are flexible. We're listening. We're mm. saying okay, fine, maybe. Other people will submit the report in 15 days but you can submit in two months or one month. uh, So that it doesn't trouble you Mm -hmm. that way. Otherwise with the organization what we also face some people who send money and all they are so sticky about certain things that this is the process because we are not looking through the eyes of people who are are using that money Mm -hmm. or material. Mm -hmm. their issues
3: that
0: way. And maybe that is one of the reasons that we have been able to build up such beautiful partnerships all across the country. Uh, And every disaster we go, we go absolutely bare hand, no, nothing, and we start from zero. And we are able to establish that. uh, And within three days our documents, our papers, formats, everything goes there. Mm. And we start working on that. It's not new to us, but the the area is new. But still we are able to break it. Mm. So one thing, so, um, you know, dignity in giving or dignity in receiving. Uh, but uh, when the same community has I mean, faced a situation where the same community has actually already been used to receiving only without mm-hmm. dignity, mm-hmm. and then you have gone in, and how has that so in India, in India, everyone is used to that yeah. because mm-hmm. I mean, these days, not only in India, many other countries, governments are doing charity. That's what I always argue with people that people used to call us charitable organization because government used to do some development, now they do charity so they should call us development organization. (laughs)
3: Because
0: you are so used to a free rice, free this, free that kind of thing. So uh, and to be honest every single other organization if at all they have reached in that area, they have given it only free. That way. So how is the community response? So community response is actually very very positive and uh, I think I can... I remember one of this, uh, so there is this very dry area here, known for drought for last almost uh, a decade, uh, called uh, And uh, I mean one of the poorest parts of uh, India. So we dug a well there, and that was the first well which we dug with the help of chisel and hammer, because the soil stone queries and all that, and we dug that well. And uh, I remember uh, after the well, I went there after 2-3 weeks something. Generally. and I just asked people in then, then the way you go and you talk and you inquire also of a lot of things. So uh, And these are the people who used to bring water from about one and a half kilometers before that well. And uh, uh, that water was also not at all safe. Uh, very dirty water, uh, even the buffalo is using the same, the dog is using the same, and the and women is also using the same water. Uh, then I asked them, I said, you know, uh, now so, have you got that kit, the goons, family kit, and all no. that? So, so uh, they said, key, they said, no, that will come. Don't worry, we got the water." Because I think what we have done is we have we are tackling the, the the priorities of people. So, for them, suddenly, when they got the water. Because that was their first priority, and the material was just an incentive. Because before that, they didn't even think that we can actually dig our own well and take out water. So, kit actually didn't have any meaning. No one complained for two weeks, three weeks to us. No one even came and after two, three weeks, even otherwise, like I I had gone there and I was supposed to be senior of the team who was working there. They should have complained that we are waiting for two weeks, your kit hasn't come and all that. Normal human tendency. None of them. They are just happy. They are like, it will come That
3: was
0: actually amazing because you know, even to be honest, I tell you, uh, this is what I often tell people that even we are surprised, we are also coming from exact same background, same thought process. We are also surprised that what is this happening because we never thought that uh, ever in our life we will be able to make bridges and dig wells and all that it was not our foretale. None of us actually know that. And especially in that stone area, uh, at least I I'm not only me, all of us, none of us can actually imagine that you can really have water and the water was about 10-15 uh, feet in that area. But they have the traditional wisdom, wisdom that, you know, if, we, if they say some green bee somewhere in the, in the middle of the stones, they understand that there is something. Because until unless you have moisture or water, the plants will not happen.
3: Mm.
0: So they, that's their traditional wisdom that you dig it here, and then chisel and hammer, you are doing it, mm. and then you are digging a well, and you are getting water in 15 feet or something. So communities are responding very, very well, very well. And to be honest, uh, in many cases, um, I can give you one example of Kashmir, where which is obviously a troubled area. and <clears throat> So these, for for years, villagers were not giving the land. To the government to make the road. Because obviously the government was asking them to sign a paper and all that kind of thing. And they were, they were not trusting on that entire mechanism. And we went there and we said that, you know, the road is not for us. You know, because we will hardly come in that area and do something. We are not asking you to sign any paper. We don't want your piece of land at all. The road is yours. You will use it. The land is still remains yours. And you should, I'll send you those, that picture, again a very surprising thing, it's a very disturbed area, right? Still people, the entire, that patch of road, people give their land to make that road. Because it's not our ownership, we are not asking them, we are just tackling their issues. And half of them don't talk about material, half of them don't even complain, because the fact remains that in our family case, a lot of material will not be of the immediate use. You know, if you have boys, you might find girls in your family. If your size is 30, you will find something which is 32. Despite we taking best care, but how do you really measure everything? But still, people don't complain because we also, uh, you know, uh, uh, promote a lot of community exchange also, and plus this goes to their extended families. I saw in the bags in which the sacks in which the ketchup I saw in Hindi it's written
2: that this kit is being put together by a lot of underprivileged people, by their efforts
0: and so therefore if you don't need it, please return it, it or exchange it with somebody Absolutely. else. I saw in the kits, that were just down there. Yeah, we <laughs> kid, and in the local language we write it. So yeah. Suppose if we are going in Kerala, we will write in Malayali. So that the person does not say anything, we actually tell the person that if you, anything which is not required, you give it to someone else who is more needy or give it back to us so that we can send it to us. So we they do the disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: when you go in a community, you're more like, not what, you, what do you need, but how can we help you? That kind of the approach,
0: no? How can we work with you? How so so work? one of the word which time? we also removed from our vocabulary is help. Not help. So mm-hmm. that word we don't use. So you're
3: not asking them what should we give you?
2: So, so Anshu, you made life difficult for a lot of people in the last two days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, We were having a
3: discussion, and suddenly people will say, oh, no, but can we use that word? <laughs> <laughs> sure, no, no. benefit
1: yeah. when, when you leave, so many I many mean, for, <laughs> <laughs> you, you're either encouraging or transferring a lot of skills within these communities themselves. Mm-hmm. Is this something that they then take forward economically, I mean, in, in other ways that have nothing to do with you, but Are benefiting the community kind of longer term.
0: Sorry?
1: Like, so you've built a bridge. You mentioned you built a bridge. And obviously, you bring the communities together so marriages come through. But these individuals, they built a bridge together. Can they now take that skill and they trade that in other ways that benefit their community economically or in other ways?
0: It will always happen. Mm -hmm. You know, because what the government and the NGOs, uh, in many cases, have done is that they have actually killed the self-esteem of people. Right. Because all of us go with our things, and we say that we will tell you, we will tell you, you are this, you are this, you are deprived, underprivileged, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, all kinds of things. Okay. So we have used we are using those demeaning words for the for the most respectful, dignified people of the world. So we have killed that self-esteem the moment, so this this particular work is not about making bridges. This particular work is about reviving that self-esteem and telling people that you have the power and you don't need anyone else. Simple. And that is the reason in many cases, but now we will get into deeper studies on this, we, we never yeah. thought about it, but we are getting into deeper studies on this, that how does it really impact the community's thought process. So they are more resilient. Uh, for sure. They are more prepared, for sure. Uh, if in a if in the flood the bridge is uh, gone, the bamboo bridge is gone, I am pretty sure that in many areas it comes back. Because now they understand that it can be made. They also understood the art that uh, collecting local resources are not limited for the political parties or for the religious functions. But for social good also, for making a bridge also. Uh, uh, a bamboo can be collected from each of this house, and then a bamboo bridge can be made. So it's a, it's a, very, it's a very practical, uh, I will not say teaching, but it's a very practical learning process for the people mm-hmm. who are experiencing it. That's it, nothing else. Mm-hmm. So that's a much bigger uh, uh, impact we have.
1: And how do you put, you're talking about measuring deeper. You spend a lot of time on understanding the impact I guess when you started, you thought that you knew how to measure your own impact. Over time, you realized you need to talk to other people outside the organization. How do you get deeper over time? Like
0: So uh, deeper we are going also, also maybe because of certain kind of desperation. Because uh, certain kind of desperation also. I mean, that's also a very honest confession because you do want to see some changes in the society and you want that the next generation at least Uh, you live in a much better way. So that is also the reason you are going deeper. You are also generating resources accordingly so to go deeper and so like simple example again I say the sanitary pad thing. So till uh, 2004-05 we were telling people that you take your extra cloth or additional cloth and convert it into, use it as a sanitary pad, sanitary towel. And then going deeper means we decided that now why can't we ourselves produce it and reach out to that particular segment? only? Mm-hmm.
3: Right?
0: So that's the deeper part of it. And once you get into this, then you obviously build up entire communication around that, exhibitions around that, You know, because you have to open up the issue and you go deeper. Similarly, if I talk the other, other initiative which is called a School to School, where we connect with the school. So in the earlier days, the initiative, still we were getting toys, we were getting some stationery and all that. But it, it always used to be a part of that, just go to the family and give it. Right? Uh, but then later we thought that in any case we are collecting a lot of material related to school, so why don't we reach to the exact target, which is the schools and the kids' center? So that is going deeper. And the moment you talk about going directly to the school, then you are also talking about education and health in you know mm-hmm. schools, sanitation in the school. But I mean, that's how we are doing it. So we have actually we have. We have not diverted, a lot of people think that there is a lot of diversion and all. Uh, we are still the, as we say, Kabadi is the red Our entire philosophy, ideology moves around the old material. We are just getting into, as I say, much deeper usage of that. So maybe in the initial phase we were only uh, doing the cleaning of uh, drainage system and repairing a small road, but then we understood the potential. And now we are talking about the legs and the ponds. The it's the same thing. Nothing has changed. The, the nature of material is not changed. It is the same shirt and pant which you were getting 20 mm-hmm. years back. It is the same shirt and pant which you are getting now. It's just we have worked more on the usage part of it.
1: So the, so do you try it now, you have so many states, so many cities, so many that you're working with. Are you trying to find impact by going same product, same process, more reach or are you now going deeper into each community
0: both ways but uh, largely i think uh, we are we are calling Goon 3.0 now uh, what is happening and, and we're very conscious about it because yeah. uh, right from the beginning we have actually said that we do not want to grow as an organization mm-hmm. we want to grow as an idea right and in one of the uh, uh, big recognition we got the vetser seven in the acceptance of speech, I have actually said that we are giving you a copyright to copy our ideas. Okay, so you add your wisdom and correct the mistakes which we made, because we were doing it on our own, but now you have some, some model and take it in your economies, take it in your geographies and see what can be used. I am 100% sure that the model as it is might not be used, but Maybe much more than this is needed and maybe much lesser than this is needed. But just pick up and, and try to use it because as I say that if, if India it is uh, proven and neighbouring countries also it will go fast, Any anywhere in the world it can be applicable. So now for us going deeper and wider means uh, more people copy it uh, and we help them in copying it. Certainly has done a copy. We have actually come out with a book called "100 Stories of Change." I was talking about that day, and okay, and that is actually just very simple, plain language, lot of pictures, just to, just, just to, just for you to absorb that. With second-hand material, you can actually make a bridge. Because if I talk like this, how do I really imagine? These are two different entities. There is no correlation. So how do you really understand that? Uh, the, the, the resources are much, much beyond the money. Money is just one of the resources, but one of the currency. Small currency.
2: How do you keep the relation uh, with the villages? Like, you keep coming back, or they start coming to you if they decide, oh, now we have a new challenge, and we're not sure how to solve that, can you work together and do something? Or they just, like, after... A a certain amount of time, they just like,
0: can work together by themselves? So if that stage comes that we are not needed, we, should, we are the happiest people, mm. you know, <laughs> so much to do. And, uh, uh, and we always keep struggling about it, that what is our exit strategy? going to be. Uh, in papers, you know, we keep struggling about these things, that whether we should go twice in a year, or thrice in a year. Uh, in most of the cases, we are able to go twice in a year. To the communities. Uh, obviously, we don't go to each and every one in that part because it's a very uh, work related model. So, people not in need and suppose in the last six months they have prospered or they, they got their agriculture or some other money or some other resources and they don't need it, they automatically move out. So, that is that is very beautiful because that's the auto filtration of needs uses. And we are not running for the numbers 1 million, you know, 100,000 lives change time. So, we are not worried. We are not worried that, you know, so we are not worried that in a village every single person has to be covered. We'll go around, it, talk to everyone, but if only 10 people want to become a part of this process in the first way, first time, let them become a part of the process. In terms of relationship, uh, you know, uh, if you meet my field names, uh, so one of the uh, dialogue which I used to give them, <laughs> is that if you go to a village and you go from 9 to 6, you understand the practical part of it. But if you remain from 9 to 6 in the night, you understand the emotional part of it. And most important part in this work is to understand the emotional part of it. So, as a normal process, a whole lot of us, including me also, we have spent lots and lots of nights in the village. We have stayed there, we have slept with them, we have eaten the food, we have taken a small bottle to go to the toilet, in the open, the way people are doing it, so that that one night itself becomes such a such a beautiful relationship where you are not, not demanding anything, you're just there. And to be honest, even if one village we are able to do that, it's not needed that you do in every single village because that that conveys about our character and our about our intention. It's not that if you're working in 4,000 villages, all 4,000 villages you have to go and stay. It's not needed. So that, that intention has to really be very, very clear to people that we are not here to to mess up and we are not here to collect some data or take some good pictures. Not at all. And in our cases, in most of the cases, normally, and it's very unfortunate, you know, the way a lot of institutions work, and we are challenging that. We give a, we, we ask an outsider to go and collect data for the village. Right? Normally, villages village is normal. My question is that why do you trust yourself so much and why you mistrust someone who is staying there? Mm. Who can give you the best possible data? The person who is staying there. So if those few people get together, they collect the data of the village. If someone is fudging, someone else will break it their self. They'll settle down. And then the pure data will come to us. But if you see across the globe, in most of the cases, An outsider will go and collect the data, where the chances of fudging are much much more, because someone is saying I have 4 kids, someone is saying I have 3 kids, how do you really really see that this is true or not? And in our case that is how it is happening, in most of the relief work what we do, we ask people to come from the village, (coughs) 4-5 or people to volunteer from the village, come and make it with us, come with the list, come and make it with us, we will make your arrangement for a stay and food. Wherever we are staying. You come, you make, you take. And it's working very well. I mean, 2008, I remember in Bihar, especially, uh, when the massive flood happened, and uh, I was there for about one and a half month. And from so many far off villages, they came up with the list and everything. Two days they used to spend with us, day and night. We used to make those family kits. In those days, we didn't have such huge family kits. Our I mean, family kits were smaller, uh, but of dry ration and all that. And then they used to take it one of our person will go and do it. Why it is happening, again I am coming back to my useless language that because we are not treating someone as a beneficiary, We are not treating ourselves as a donor. We are treating the people for whom we are working as a stakeholder. So this is what you can do. And that saves a lot of resources for us. Where our, say only one person is working, in that 400-500 families will live. Uh, big villages. We would have spent place we would have put up at least three, four, five people <coughs> of our institution to monitor and all that kind of stuff. Or even making kids. Do
3: you have trouble finding the people who are willing to work in this field? I'm thinking now from the <coughs> perspective of how we could replicate this in, in our context and the biggest issue is this huge gap between you know these communities and all the other communities who would like to and there is a big.
2: Uh, Queen uh, tell where are you from? I'm from Romania.
3: <laughs> there is this big distrust and fear, and you know it's very hard for people to, for organizations <coughs> like, uh, like yours or, or smaller ones, to find the people that are willing to go into this communities and discover them and even live there or <laughs> even spend the night. Or so. Do no, you I find think, trouble? I think
0: I think we are also uh, we are not uh, different. And we, this is also a, it's also a beautiful country and it's a country with a lot of troubles when we talk about communities and caste community issues, <coughs> interpersonal relationships, the upper caste and lower caste, the rich and poor of the village. All those issues are still there. But what we need to understand that at the end of the day we just need two families or one family with whom we need to stay. We only need four people who work with us. and I'm. 100% sure, and I'll never agree on this, that in a, in a village of 200 family, in a community of 200 families, we can't even get four people. Hmm. Because we are, we are thinking of the larger picture, so we are actually worried more about those 196 remaining people. We are not valuing these four people. And getting four people in a community of 200, I don't think, anywhere in the world, is impossible.
3: Hmm.
0: You always have a mix of good and bad people who understand you, people who misunderstand you. So if we, if we just count on the positive, which we need a little bit, not whole, you do get. I mean, at least that has been our experience and, uh, and experience means now in 23 states of India. And I don't remember that uh, ever in the last two decades we have actually run away from a particular place, because of whatever reasons. And even if we had to run away, we, we went back. So there is no place where we entered and we didn't work. We took a week or we took a month or two months to build up a relationship, that's a different story. Obviously it differs. There are tough places, there are, there are a lot of outside pressures, there are a lot of opinion leaders, there are a lot of local institutions, political pressures who do not want things to happen. And and they are much, much more influential than us mm-hmm. because we are the native of that place, and we are outsiders. So it's not that every single place, we are able to crack it in a day or two. Many times, it is like multiple visits and mm-hmm. risk-taking, a lot of risk-taking. But then that becomes our uh, thing that, you know, if it is happening, then mm-hmm. we have to, what I was telling you about those villages, that it's mm-hmm. the same.
1: So as the founder, it's actually I found it's much easier to have that kind of a vision for the long term. I know I can get the two people, if I just keep knocking on doors. But the organizations that you build oftentimes has people who are like, okay, I've tried four doors, I can't get anybody, or they're not willing to take that risk because they don't see the three year, five year, 20 year impact. How do you build that culture in your organization so that your, your, your younger staff they they can see that you know, you just keep trying and you you'll find those two families.
0: So I think more than me, the team can answer it.
1: Mm.
0: Right. I'm the wrong person to answer it. <laughs> uh, but and it's not <clears> that we don't uh, get people who who try to give up. Sure. Ultimately, it's uh, not every single the best possible individual will come to us. People are coming with their own apprehensions and all. One baggage and one past experience and all that. But I think it's all about the culture which you build up in the organization. Hmm. So I'll give you a very simple example. How does it happen? Uh, the building which you don't see is a three-floor building, uh, uh, 4,000 square feet building, which is about 10 12,000 square feet now. 2015, on the day of Diwali, which is a festival of crackers in India, uh, we got a cracker there. And the entire uh, building, which used to be a very big industrial shed that time, having about 80, 90, 70 trucks of uh, material. Uh, it caught fire at 6 o'clock in the evening. And till 2 o'clock in the morning, it was burning. Mm. We lost everything. Sure. None of us actually celebrated, Could actually could go to celebrate the puja and all that kind of thing, whatever happened. None of us. We all were standing in these lanes and all that. Uh, Okay. And obviously, a whole lot of women and everyone was crying because a lot of people also thought that now this is over, so their job is also over because there's nothing to sort. <laughs> How <laughs> you <really? laughs> that's so <basic. laughs> no it's, it's all black. <laughs> How do you really do that? Yeah. But you will not believe that around uh, 6 o'clock in the morning, five uh, fifty-six in the morning. Okay. These are winters, so you know, the day starts a bit late, sunrise and all. Uh, these people... Uh, with their families, with their kids and all that, with their buckets and water and whatever, they were there at the site. And it was still very hot. It was still two o'clock, ten fire brigades took charge of it. <laughs> and they, they were just desperate to see what can we really take out. And we couldn't save anything because it was massive fire. Um, 6-6.30 in the evening when the day was getting over and in on Diwali we make our own sweets. Right. And we, we get a cook here and we, we get a quintal 200 kg of sweet for the, or maybe more, for all the people there. And there was obviously leftover, lot of things uh, which we didn't eat. So 6-6.30 the entire, uh, you know, the colony and the people are really looking at us, all of us. But half the people just look at us, you know, they don't mm-hmm. become a part of it, a normal. Human nature again. Mm. And in disaster, they just look at it like this instead <laughs> <and> of <laughs> coming here. 6, 6 6.30, I just asked them, I said, just said one thing. I said that all of us are here, all of us will remain here and push sure. And uh, let us bring those Gulab uh, Jamuns uh, and let's eat. Because we've done our job, whatever, and uh, the sweets are waiting. Yesterday we couldn't celebrate. Today, let's celebrate that, whatever happened this is a different story, that's a different story. The only commitment I need from all of you is that we will work for three days, and the fourth day, whatever left over in the other stores we have, the fourth day, the first truck has to move out. And you will not believe, fourth day, the truck moved out. <laughs> and if you talk to women here and maybe, Meena, you were also here, no?
3: Yeah.
0: No, all of us cry when we remember. <laughs> when, yeah. when we, you know, remember that uh, entire. It was
3: le- like uh, very emotional at that time because the uh, whole
2: team was uh, here, and uh, it was very emotional for everyone that uh, we have lost something. But uh, maybe because of his motivation, and then the
3: team also stood up. Uh, when the truck moved out, so like every everyone the team was here, and like. Uh, they all were really motivated and
0: they were like celebrated that day. Mm. So, so I think this, this becomes, so this is not an incident. right? This is how you build up the culture, <coughs> this is how you build up the culture of not giving up.
2: Aren't you, how much do the, the women that we saw working here understand Groomage? Or what do they, under, do they, do they,
0: what do they understand? <coughs> Uh, so whenever next you come, and even if you have time today, you should actually sit with these people. Um, uh, I feel they understand a lot because one of the one of the core strengths of this place has been that we we share a lot, we we talk a lot. Uh, so just just before you guys came, me and Meena were sitting, and Holi we we become mad on the day of Holi, and all of us really. Uh-huh. Play with those colors and all that. So we were just planning that how do we? So this time we just said that this time instead of half day we will play for the full day. Uh, we will not uh, you know, work on that day with the entire team, and that half day will be actually uh, for just showing the pictures of Kerala fall across, which we just keep doing. We just keep showing those pictures with to people. the whole. With the whole, 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 whole. And every every city we do this. It's not only limited to this city. My travel, my personal travel, any city, uh, if I'm going to my office in that city, we, whatever important day it is, we don't know. We all have to sit for an hour or two, talk about personal issues, family issues, and the work issues, and talk about it. A lot of people even internally travel, uh, not only me, other people also. But if I'm going, uh, we have to stop the work. Or we will sit if there is a lot of pressure of the work, towards evening once we are closing down, we will sit for an hour or two and we will do that. We will even come on a Sunday to talk to each other. That has been the biggest strength because we don't, we don't, have a, we don't call anyone an employee. We all are called team. Okay. So even if you talk to anyone and say that what is your designation, they will say team coach. <laughs> team coach. So everyone is called team coach even the even the daily vendor is called team even the lady who is uh, sweeping who, is, who is, you know who works as a sweeper to clean all the toilets and all is a part of the team and she will be called team when the meeting will happen she'll also come here and sit that culture so that's that's just the culture. culture that's a culture and one thing which is very important uh, you know which we have conveyed to almost every single team member especially in those uh, you know when those ladies i always tell them that listen uh, I think this is the only job in the world. So you can you can become a manager at Pepsi. Uh, you sell Pepsi to someone who can afford water. And then you can afford Pepsi. Uh, every other job. But if you talk about the work in the development sector and if you're doing it honestly, uh, this is the only profession I believe where you are, you know the, the benefit of your work goes to people who are who are a level or couple of levels below you. All other things, when we sell, we sell to someone who can afford. Out here, the ladies who are coming from uh, totally different backgrounds, and they have struggled it out to come here, and they are now living a better life. Uh, We just ask them to imagine your sisters and your relatives (coughs) who are still in the village. So every single minute which you are spending here, or every single thing you are doing, the benefit is actually going to them. And, And it's very easy to relate to it. Very easy to relate mm-hmm. to it. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: did
0: you say the team was 900? I right. People who are uh, paid are uh, 900. Paid in money. Yeah, in money. <laughs> 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 and we have, we have people for 15 years, 16 years. Every anniversary, we get people exactly the same way, even if they've left because of some reasons and all that. They come and they're still in the team pictures. <laughs> <laughs> still, and that sense of belonging point them. Point point is there. That is very point encouraging. Point and uh, somewhere as, as founder, what you were talking about, uh, we are very confident on certain things because in, in most of the offices, we are not physically present. I mean, you will not believe there are. There are many offices which I have not even seen myself. That we also have an office in Raji, Jim many places. I have not even seen those offices personally. And these offices exist for the last three years, four years, five years. But these are totally run by the team there. Mm. And you when you meet those people and the you know, team people in all these regular team meetings and all, you find a lot, you know, lot of common things which we have established in that culture also. Mm. I think that's the, that's the most beautiful part, as of now. I mean, now obviously it is in the hands of people like Meena and Prati and many more, to, to take it forward, especially the culture. Work will go, work I am not worried, fine. And work in any case is, uh, is, the, is the village development or mid-kit-making, Now that will go. I think you right. we are right, we are more more careful, I will not say worried, but we are more careful about the culture. Your daughter,
2: how does she think about her path and her choices and what is she thinking about doing? She's in university. Uh, so, how has she been, her life been shaped by yours and your wife's
0: choices and path? Lot of pluses, a lot of minus. Uh, so on an emotional part, uh, I think for sure she's under a lot of pressure. I think, and that we see, and that we feel bad also sometimes, but we cannot do anything about it because when your parents have established something, uh, kids, you know, everyone looks up to you uh, from a different lens. <coughs> we do see that pressure, mm-hmm. although as as parents we have never pressurized. As parents, we have never ever asked her to join the development sector. And all because uh, by the grace of God, we as we got a lot of freedom, especially me and Minnie also, but me for sure, we got a huge amount of freedom from our parents. So, so that is our culture, that is our way of living, I mean, there is nothing new. So we have passed on that freedom to her, uh, you know, for sure. Uh, so very sensitive kid, very sensitive kid. Very, I think Meena uh, knows her uh, well. Prachi uh, also knows that with her. Uh, They can can tell more about her, Uh, but Uh, so she has her own choices, she wants to uh, pursue the career in dance, she's a classical dancer and when she was in 7th standard she got a national scholarship for Kathak and uh, she's one of the best colleagues right now and it's a what she got through uh, in the competent education system, so she's actually Eating lot of subsidies, which she knows, that's also pressure on her. Her parents keep telling her. That. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I'm sure she'll pay back in her way. Very sensitive kid, very very sensible kid. And at least she knows that every single person who uh, looks poor in the city is not a villager, and the villages are not poor. So, I mean, she understands those <laughs> dignity aspects and all that very well, yeah. and also. It becomes very complicated for her uh, in these schools and colleges and the kind of conversations which are happening because she has grown with this space. I mean, we remember that when we used to go for the night distribution all in our car in the winters, we literally used to park her in the back seat of the car. And she always, you know, she tells us that on the pile of a blanket, that she used to be on the top of the pile of the blanket. And slowly those blankets used to go to the people. and she used to be on the seat, so she, if you ask her, she'll exactly explain you how her childhood was. Or uh, if we are, if we decided, because the team was very small and we were still taking all kind of big things in hand. So many times it happened that in the office, which you have not seen like a small DDF lab, J93 we call it. So there we used to sleep and just next door, whatever we have in the office, because we were not prepared. So suppose we had a curtain or we have a towel. We just used to put that in us and she used to sleep on that for the whole night. So that's how she's grown. She's, she's travelled to the remotest possible parts of the country, um, uh, to the best possible parts of the world, to the remotest possible part. She she, she often you know, feel like kicking me when I tell people that she can actually pick up a bottle and go to the toilet. Mm-hmm. That's what she's seen. There's nothing new about it.
1: So can I ask, what's the pressure she faces? She's seen, she's been ex- exposed to so many things, high, low, in between. What's the pressure you think that she's facing now?
0: No, so I think the pressure is obviously because a lot of people must be talking about parents as parents and parents as established. And personally because I'm also uh, unfortunately fortunately known for my rebellion kind of thing, so, so you expect you start expecting that in the kids So it was very interesting that uh, recently there was this very big uh, TV show in India called KBC called Banika crorepati? it is called and it is it is basically done by the superstar of India called Amitabh Bachchan. He does that. So we were invited uh, to participate in that game. And uh, Urbi and uh, many were also there. And all of a sudden Amitabh Bachchan asked uh, her, that what do you feel, I mean, how do you see the life and all that, all that thing. And when her, she became such a popular person on Google after mm-hmm. uh, that for a few days uh, because her extempore answer was that for me this is life, for me there is no other way of living life because this is what I have seen from the beginning. And then she says that in any case, uh, you know, Gung is my Hoon is my elder the sibling because Hoon <laughs> and we were born in the same year, so that was her answer. So that actually shows her. Mm-hmm. How Good answer. Did. Yeah, Great answer. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever hit a wall? Did you ever feel
1: that
3: you know, here's we have to go. But you you talked about
0: desperation at some point. Would you ever feel this yourself? really big challenge that... But I mean, no, it's not that it doesn't happen. Uh, One thing which I'm pretty sure is that we never thought of running away Mm -hmm. from, even from, not even uh, from the work, but even from a situation. We don't run away, that's for sure. Uh, But yes, I think tough time Mm -hmm. comes and depressing time comes and especially Uh, If you're not able to express yourself and many other things, you know, because you you are a part of, uh, you're not just running an organization, you're a part of the larger ecosystem, what is happening across the globe. So many of you must be understanding in different countries what is happening and how, what kind of freedom you have. Uh, So different times, you know, the the curves keep happening and it's not only about the country, many areas where you go and you you have to be very careful about certain things. But if you remember, that is the thing I said yesterday day before. That it is like a, it's like a war. All doing good is like a war. And war, war, you don't win with the weapons. War, you win with the strategy. So all this is nothing to repent about it. It is or nothing to be worried about it. It's just, it's just a part of the strategy. But how do you really deal with it? It's just a part of the game. So you all are hungry. You must. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm being fed up here so I'm okay. <laughs> Intermittent fasting.
1: Thank you, thanks for all the. Yeah, thank you, thank the you. Time. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for coming on oh.
0: the Thank you.